Why do you think God said, I want you to forgive? You think he just said that because it was something cute to say? No, what he knew and he knows today, and it's still true, unforgiveness is sin. Unforgiveness is sin. And we're talking about not living in a sin consciousness state anymore. We're not going to live like that anymore. We refuse to do that. So we must yeah. be quick to forgive. Be quick to forgive. And then cast the care of it over on God because He cares for you. All right. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Healing School. Good morning, Prophet. Good morning again. All right. We were talking about last week healing in the redemption. And we went over Isaiah 53 in verse. 3 through 5, and we also went over 1 Peter 2 and 24, who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we may be, we may have redemption. We also looked at Matthew chapter 8, verse 16 through 17, just to recap a little bit. But today, we are going to go farther. This is part two and we are talking about jesus the healer this is part two of the same message we are talking about jesus the healer so grab your pen and paper and get ready to take some real good notes all right father we thank you we praise you for this class today as we go into jesus the healer you are healing your people Everyone who wants to be healed, everyone who believes you for it, everybody who trusts you will not be put to shame. And we praise you for sending your word to us today. In Jesus' name, we receive it done. We give you all the praise now in advance because we can trust you. You can be trusted. You are faithful and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, prophet, we can begin. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Okay, praise God. <clears throat> well, as Apostle already said, last week we, we started in this beautiful, I mean, powerful, packed topic of, excuse me, healing and redemption. And we were looking at some of the notes Apostle wrote. Let's pick it up right there. Last week we were talking about every believer should thoroughly understand that his healing or her healing was consummated in Christ. It would mean the end of chronic trouble in the body of the believer. Yes. Praise the Lord. We That's are healed as an apostle. And I'm telling you, it, you know, when I think when these words sink in, I mean, it's going to make a profound, have a profound effect on us. And that's why we sometimes have to say it over and over again. And because we know at some point it will begin to sink in and make a big difference in our spirit man. So we can never say it too much. It's like, it's not like a prescription that we get overdose on. 
we can take it day in and day out and never ever overdose or get too much of the word of God. Because I want to say, if it were not for this thing called sin consciousness, we would have faith. And if we had faith, we would have our healing. Mm -hmm. But the word does not seem real sometimes. Uh, if we read it, we sometimes say, "By we, when we read it, as the word says, by his stripes I'm healed. And yet in my mind, I have another voice saying, but the pain is still there. Mm -hmm. So we find that sometimes we're giving two testimonies. We're giving two testimonies continually. One with our lips and another with our intellect. So we should fully understand, no matter what, you know, our standing is, no matter what your standing is in heaven, if you have no faith in the word of God, it's not going to do us any good. That's right. Amen. We need to fully right. understand that no matter what our standing is, if we have no faith in God's word, it's not going to do us any good. Yeah. No matter what a man's privileges are, if the hand of faith is paralyzed, he cannot take hold of them. As long as he is ruled by sin consciousness, he has no sense of redemption. That's powerful too. If we're ruled by sin consciousness, uh, always, you know, Satan will make sure he'll do his part, right, Morning. To make That's us right. constantly think that, oh, we messed up so big that God can never forgive us. But that's what Satan's job is. The Bible says he's a liar. He's a thief. And he's come to do just that. To lie, rob, kill, and steal. So this person has, if you're constant, if we are under sin consciousness all the time, there's no sense of redemption. You'd be under condemnation constantly. Satan rules you. And as long as Satan rules, faith will be, you know, shriveled up and undeveloped. So we need to make sure that we're not living under our sin consciousness because sin yes. consciousness is only going to lead to a sense of, of a condemnation where Satan rules. And as That's long right. as he's ruling, and then our faith is underdeveloped. That's right. Praise God. Let's, let's pause there for a second. Because mm -hmm. you, you mentioned these, these two very important words. You made this statement. Sin consciousness. Mm -hmm. And then you just alluded to, uh, condemnation. Okay. Now, let's paint a picture here, if you will. And, and I'm trusting everybody is taking good notes here. And if you happen to, to miss it, remember the podcast is there. Just go to our podcast on the website. Okay. And you can hear this message all over again. In fact, we encourage you to do that because faith cometh by what? Hearing, not by having heard it before, and I don't need to hear that again. Yes, you do. Okay? Yes, you do. Now listen. 
in Romans chapter 7, it talks about the law and marriage. And in Romans chapter 7, it tells you, it makes the statement that it said, know this, brethren, I speak to them that know the law. That know the who? That know the law. How the law says a woman that has a husband, and I'm paraphrasing it to save some time here, but you can go back and read it. How the law says a woman is bound to the law of her husband long as he's living, but if he is dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. That's important to remember. Now, in Romans chapter 10 and verse 4, I believe it is, it, it, it talks about how Jesus upended the law. For Christ, here it is, for Christ is the end of the law. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness sakes to everyone that believes. Jesus ended that dispensation of the law. Are we without law today? No, that's not what it's saying. Let's put it in this vernacular. He freed the woman. See, the man got his place. The, the man, he received his redemption. But there were people going around uh, teaching in order to be a bona fide Christian, you had to be circumcised. Well, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? So because mm -hmm. God so loved the world that it, he didn't just die to save men. He died to save men and women. Do you see what I'm saying to you? Mm. But there were some people trying to cheat, cheat, they were trying to cheat the woman out of that. She didn't have anything to circumcise. So what is she supposed to do? Mm. Go to hell? No. Now, that word, that, you, that other word you use, condemnation. That's why in the very next chapter, chapter 8, verse 1, it tells you there is therefore now no condemnation, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, watch this, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Mm -hmm. Folks, your healing is not in your flesh. It's in the spirit. By his stripes we were healed. Remember mm -hmm. we talked about that last week? Absolutely. The physical stripes that the soldiers put on Jesus' back didn't heal you. It was talking about the stripes that God put on his spirit. That's important to know. See, you will never see Jesus the healer 
or understand that, stay in sin conscience. Well, you know what the Bible says, but what does the Bible say? There's none righteous, no, not one. You are sin conscious. That's being sin conscious. And you have to come out of that. Do you see what I'm telling you here? So, man. Healing and redemption. And now, Jesus the healer. Didn't he die for you? Yes. Yes, he did. Remember, he freed us from poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. From poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. I like prophet. Thank God. <clears throat> That's awesome. Glory to God. <clears throat> wow. He did redeem us from sin consciousness. And I like the way you picked up on that sin consciousness and condemnation. Because if sin consciousness, consciousness rules, we are in condemnation. And if we're in condemnation, then our faith is underdeveloped. We have to remember that. So Satan is conquered. That's one thing we know. Hebrews 2 and 14 puts it this way. Uh it says, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him, talking about Satan, that had the power of death, and that is the devil. Amen? Destroyed him. That through death he destroyed him and put him to naught. Put to not all of the authority that he had. Satan is stripped of his authority. You, you know, we don't always see it that way. We think of him having a whole lot of power, but he doesn't have a lot of power. That's right. He's a thief. He goes around trying to discourage us and make us believe lies. But that's where our job, that's where we come in and must really begin to operate in the areas where God has called us to operate, and that is to believe. We are the believers. That's why we're called believers. What do believers do? They believe. Yes. What do we believe? We believe the word of God. Revelation 1 and 18 says, Jesus triumphantly says, I am he that was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and Hades. That's mm -hmm. what's going on. That's what we have to begin to understand and realize. Satan was put to know his abilities, his, all of his abilities were paralyzed. He has no power. And this is why the Bible says he goes about as, not that he is, he goes about acting like a roaring lion. Oh, roaring everywhere he goes and trying to put people in fear. But we know as born again believers there's nothing to fear but what? Fear itself. Mm. Colossians 2.15 says he put off from himself the principalities and powers and made a show of them how openly triumphing yes. over them in it. Amen. 
Satan then has no dominion over you. He has no dominion over us. Child of God, you have power. You have authority over everything that pertains, that belongs to you. You have an adversary, though. You know, when you have the kind of power and uh, kinds of benefits and promises that we have been given by by the death of Jesus because he took our place and he gave us what he had because we have such a such a rich uh a future ahead of us and all the benefits that go with it he's always after us he's always trying to deceive us he's always trying to just like Cain and Abel you know he stole his brother's birthright well Satan's trying to steal your birthright he's trying to steal your blessings he's trying to steal the anointing and all that Jesus died to provide for you. But we can't let that happen. He has no dominion over you. He's going about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. you got to begin to open your mouth and say, but you will not devour me. That's why you must say that. You must say that because everything about the kingdom of God is voice activated. Everything about the kingdom of God is voice activated. Everything, I'm going to say it again, about the kingdom of God, the movement of it, the development of it, the sustainability of it, everything about the kingdom of God is voice activated. You must open your mouth and tell him, but you will not devour me. I forbid it in the name of the Lord Jesus. God Mm -hmm. said, whatever you Allow in this earth, he said, I'm going to allow it in heaven. If you allow Satan to run roughshod and have high carnival in your house, I'm going to allow him to do it as well. Because what Jesus did for us when he was on that cross for us, he changed places with us. You remember that. We all remember that. He took on that punishment that you and I should have sustained. He changed places with us because he was the one that was without sin. And yeah. where there is no remission of sin, then sin will abound. But we, everything that was owed for us, it was paid by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And we have been redeemed. And the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You see, That's good. you have to say yeah. that I'm redeemed. Say that you're redeemed. Get up every morning and say, thank you, Father. I am redeemed by the shed blood of Jesus. And you have to remind Satan of that because he will run up on you as well. He will run up on you every day trying to, as we said, seek whom he made the vow. When the sons of God came before God, God said Satan came with them. He said, well, where have you been? And Satan said, I've been walking up and down in the earth, seeking whom I may devour. (laughs) See, he knows that there are some of us who will not believe. He knows that there are some of us who will not, who does not know the redemption. They don't know their redemption. They don't remember. They they sometimes forget. Sometimes they hear it and don't even believe it. Whatever the condition of the situation is. There's some of us who do not believe. So if we have been redeemed, say Romans 6.14 says, Sin 
shall not have dominion over you. Mm-hmm. Sin shall not have dominion over you. That's a promise from God. Sin, you know. Well, you know, I'm only human. You hear that everywhere you go. <laughs> well, you know, I'm only human. People cursing like a sailor. Well, I'm only human. Committing yeah. all kind of, you name it. You know, you throw it up in the air and it's happening. And then they blame it on the fact, well, I'm only human. Yeah. Well, if we want to live like that, we do live like that because we want to stand and we want to, you know, just have a, a, a just let loose. So really, how do you say it? Just have a, a, a free fall. Just do anything we feel like we want big and bad enough to do and then say, well, I'm only human. But what we do when we do that is we open a door. We open a door for the enemy to come in, and these are the ones he made he, that he will devour. He will devour you because you've given him an open door to come in and have high carnival issues. But we don't have to live like that because Satan has no real dominion over us. He has dominion over those of us who want to let him have dominion. Yes, that's right. If your redemption does not deliver you from sin consciousness, it has no better than is no better than Judaism. And your religion, your the Judaism, Judaites and all of that kind of you know concept, it had no power. It was based off of righteousness. It was it was based off of, you know, uh who's right, who's 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 who was uh in the hierarchy the line of 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 uh, hierarchy, see who was blown born into it, and who was you know that's not us. We were we were without we were on the outside looking in because we had no real place. But God made Jesus swap places with us. You that's see, right. we were in this world without hope. We had no hope. We had no real heritage. But because of Jesus, we now have all of this that has been made available to us but all all we have to do is believe receive it believe it and receive it and walk in it we don't have to let sin have dominion over us don't say don't walk around saying well i'm just human we have to stop that you're more than human if you have the spirit of god living on the inside of you you are more than human you are more than conquerors through christ jesus and this is the lifestyle that we must now watch this put on. We yes. must put it on. So we yes. know, you know, that it, it, if it cannot free us from condemnation, then our, our redemption, rather, God and Christ have failed, and we know they did not fail. Yeah. It's like That's Satan right. has become your master. We know Satan didn't become your master. He will never become your master unless you allow him to. That's right. So you see, you got to get rid of sin consciousness. You know, you know, we sin it because we only human. Get rid of that. Act on the word. Act out the word. Absolutely. You must act on the word of God. Acting on the word is not impossible. It's impossible to those of us who want to make it impossible. Well, you know, that was for Jesus, you know, because he was the son of God. I can't do that. Yes, you can. 
The Bible says you can do all things through who Christ Jesus, who what strengthens you. You want to get away from sin consciousness? Tell it to move. Tell Satan, I refuse to, I refuse to think like that. I won't think those thoughts about my brother or my sister or my neighbor or my father or my mother or my cousin, Uncle Boopy Nam or whoever y'all want to name. I'm not going to think like that about them anymore. You see, when we want to live and waddle in sin consciousness, we think evil of people. But Jesus said, I don't even want you to think like that. He said, let me tell you what to think. He said, whatsoever things are lovely. Come on, y'all out there. Y'all know this word. Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are of a good report. He said, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, I want you to think on these things. I want you to think lovely things about, about them. I want you to think good things about them. You know, you sometimes sitting around thinking of what somebody did you. And it gets you all frustrated and gets you, you know, feeling uh, like you got the hives. You can't stop scratching and itching and itching and your mind starts running away with you. And you go all the way back to when that happened, when they lied on you, when they got you fired, when they stole from you, or when they borrowed that money, never paid you back. You go to thinking about, I remember when, yeah, you know, uh, Carl did this to me. He borrowed $100. He never paid me back. And you go to thinking about that and all that adrenaline gets to working around and running, you know, your temperatures, you know, your pressure's going up and all. And what, what are you thinking about all of that for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you hear people say, you know, yeah, well, you know, I'll forgive you, but I'll never forget. Well, you didn't forgive. Because God yeah. said, I'll cast it into the sea of forgetfulness. I'll remember it no more. You see, we are called to imitate our father. We're called to imitate him. We were studying along the lines of that during the week. Imitators of him. What do little boys do? They imitate their fathers. Little girls mm-hmm. imitate their mothers. Mm-hmm. Well, God is calling us to imitate him. Yes. Why does why does he want us to stop thinking like that? Those thoughts keep us sick. That's right. It's a healing class. It's still a healing class. We're talking about this redemption. This redemption. If we focus on our redemption, if we focus on and be redemption conscious, if we focus on healing in redemption, we focus on that. We don't have to think about what someone did us 20 years ago and let it just cause a heart attack to come on us and our blood pressure to go up and get, you know, into a place where it shouldn't be nice. It's not even stabilized. You can't stabilize it. It's out of control because of the thoughts. That's right. Remembering those things can only hurt us. Yeah. We have to forgive and we have to move on. That's right. It's Satan that's going to make you remember someone who hurt you 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and you're still thinking about that. Mm -hmm. Why do you think God said, I want you to forgive? You think he just said that because it was something cute to say? No. What he knew and he knows today, and it's still true, unforgiveness is sin. Unforgiveness is sin. And we're talking about not living in a sin consciousness state anymore. 
We're not going to live like that anymore. We refuse to do that. So we must yeah. be quick to forgive. Be quick to forgive. And then cast the care of it over on God because he cares for you. That's right. And when we do that, Satan has no he has no way to connect to us. He has no way to con no connectability to you at all. Jesus said said the son of perdition is coming, but he has no place in me. He said the son of the this world, Satan is coming. He, but he has no place, no part in me. What does that mean? He's not gonna find sin in me. He can't connect to me. If Satan can't find an opening to connect to you, he's going to go to your neighbors. He's going to go down the street somewhere, but he's not going to stay with you. Yes. But that that's what he's looking for. So, sin consciousness. You know, you say, I, I haven't done anything. I haven't done anybody anything. But you're thinking those thoughts. Mm -hmm. You're thinking evil things about people. And you're thinking... You know, you said evil. I'm not thinking evil. Yes, you are. If you will not forgive what he did you 10 years ago, that's evil according to God. Yeah. Why? Because anything contrary to the word of God is evil, child of God. All we're talking about is getting rid of all these little bumps in the road, all of these little hiccups, all of these little things that's going to give Satan an opening to you where he can come in. And, and and make healing stick to you. You make, I'm sorry, sickness, make it stick to you and your healing then becomes almost impossible. You see it? Mm -hmm. We have to begin to understand how these things affect us and how they really get a hold to us. Yeah. Redemption. You've been redeemed. And so because of your redemption, and what I love about redemption, oh my God, I just got to go over here. It's not in our lesson this morning, but I want to go over here in Ephesians. Let me run over here in Ephesians chapter 2 right quick. In Ephesians 2, I'm going to start at verse 4. Praise God. Ephesians 2 and verse 4, and I'm going to write, read it down to probably verse 7. But listen, listen to this. We're talking about redemption power. Listen to this. But God, verses, this is verse 4 in Ephesians 2. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love. Just listen to that. Now, I want you to just think about it for a moment. Meditate on what I'm saying. Hear it and then meditate on it. For his great love, wherewith he loved us. You see that? Verse 5. Here's the one I want to point out. You talk about redemption? Listen to this. For his great love, where he loved us. Even when you and I were dead in our sin, mm -hmm. he quickened He quickened us together with Christ. That's right. Oh, come on, guys. He didn't Praise wait God. until we got a, a clean slate or we got ourselves all cleaned up, or, you know, because we couldn't clean ourselves up. There was no way for us. We were in this world without hope. There was no hope for us. But think about it. When we were yet like filthy pigs, he fastened us to his son. Are you listening to me? While we yeah. were yet sinners. Come on. While we were yet dead in sin. 
dead in, caught in adultery, caught in fornication, caught in robbery, caught in lying, caught in stealing, caught while we were doing all of that. Come on now. He quickened us together with Christ. By That's grace, right. you are saved. You see, so if he could freely give you that, how much more can you forgive someone? Just say, I forgive you and move mm-hmm. on with your life. How much more can you just forgive someone because they hurt you and really forgive them and move on? If he's done all of this for us, can you do that for someone who's hurt you? Sure you can. First sure. And look what he did. After that, he raised us up together and made us sit together. Come on. In heavenly places. Come on. In Christ Jesus. Yes. Oh, my God. You're talking about redemption, power? Redemption? You have no idea what you have. You have no idea. If you don't know about this, child of God, I challenge you to go and say this. And look at verse 7. Verse 6. And had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Why did he do that? That in the ages to come, Mm -hmm. he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness and his love toward us through Christ Jesus. You see, he didn't yeah. wait until you got right. He didn't wait until you were able and you were smelling good and looking good and walking good and talking good and, you know, making it on your own. You wouldn't need redemption then. He That's did right. this while we were, the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, while we were yet no good. I mean, the world, there was just no way for us. All right. <laughs> I just wanted us to take a closer look at that redemption. Yeah. So don't tell me what we can and what we cannot do. Yes, and that redemption is pure. He says, so I'm, so I'm going to be able to show. I'm going to show you the riches. I mean, my grace. I'm going to show you the kindness. I'm going to show you how graceful and kind I was to you while you were yet sinners. My Lord Jesus. That's good stuff. Sin consciousness? Sin consciousness? Come on. Why would you allow sin consciousness to stick to you knowing what he did for you? He said, while you were yet sinners. While you were yet sinners. He jerked you out of that sin nature. He jerked you out of that sin race that you were on. He jerked you. But Satan doesn't want you to live in that and walk free from that. So he's playing with your mind this morning. Mm-hmm. He's playing. He's coming on your job. He's coming in your bed at night. He's coming wherever you are trying to rest and just putting all kinds of things in your mind. Well, you know, you know, you shouldn't have done this and you shouldn't have done this. And this is happening to you because you did this. And this is going on because you didn't do that. Child of God, I say it again. The kingdom of God is voice activated. Yeah. And those thoughts coming around like that. All you have to do is open your mouth and say what thus said the Lord. Thus say, say what thus said the Lord God Almighty. Say what he said about that. That's right. No, no, Satan. No, Satan. You're a liar. 
Jesus paid the price for me on Calvary. He, he, he redeemed me. God redeemed me from sin consciousness. I will not yes. let you put those thoughts in my mind. I've asked God to forgive me for what I've done. Mm-hmm. And you have no right to rule and reign and lord it over me. You, you better open your mouth and say something. Because That's he will right. stay there. Yes. The word of you know, God prophet. is the only cure. The word of God is the only cure. Come on, Apostle. Finish your statement. No, that's it. I was just making that point clear that we must realize that the kingdom of God is voice activated. This is why everything that we do in life must have a word attached to it. Must have mm-hmm. the word of God attached to it. And and we shouldn't think that anything is too small, difficult, or hard for God. And he is concerned even about the small things that concern us. And so we must make sure that we involve, just bring him into every area and every aspect of our lives. And especially mm-hmm. when sin is trying to bombard our minds with sin consciousness. Absolutely. You know, this is powerful. Now, I like that. Mm. Now, I want everyone to make sure you are paying attention to words here. Guys, we in some deep stuff here this morning. Now, listen. We're talking about Jesus, the healer, right? Mm-hmm. Now, in Colossians chapter 1, in verse 13, it says, Who hath delivered us from the powers of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son? Pay attention to the words. Who have, who have past tense, right? Mm-hmm. Who have delivered us from the powers of darkness? Who have mm-hmm. delivered your mind out of darkness? See, listen, you can be born again. You can be saved, but you're still taking that walk in the dark side of your mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, you follow what I'm saying to you here? Mm-hmm. There are many people. They are in the darkness. They think, well, you know, uh, God has healed me in his own time. In God's own perfect time. Folks, listen. You are already in God's perfect time. You've been in there, but you got to receive it. Mm. You must receive it. The Bible says there's a there's a there's a cross. There's a not a cross. There was a sign at the top of the cross. 
in the words of the sign said, to tell a stop, which means paid in full. Now, this is what I'm trying to get here to. This is where I'm going. Paid in full. Did y'all know that Jesus paid all of your sins in full? Did y'all know that Jesus paid all your debts? He paid them in full. Again, Christ have redeemed us, redeemed us from, from the curse of the law. What does the curse of the law consist of? This is Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, 14. That Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. What does the curse of the law consist of? Three things. Poverty. You've been redeemed from poverty. Come on now. You've been redeemed Amen. from sickness. You've been redeemed, folks. Prophet, what does the word redeemed mean? Uh, yeah, the price has been paid for your sins. Uh, bought back. Uh, renewed, restored, right. all of that. Very good. That's exactly what it means. Now, folks, listen. Again, that sign at the cross says, to telestai means paid in full. Are y'all ready for this here? Mean he even paid it with interest. Mm -hmm. All the interest, it was paid in full. Satan have no legal claims on you. See, listen, what Jesus did at Calvary, folks, what was it was more legal than anything else. The wheels of justice had to be satisfied. God sent Jesus in here, watch this here, to buy us back. Amen. He bought you back from the devil with interest. And that's why Jesus said, it is what? It is finished. It is finished. Now, watch this here. Those migraine headaches got to let you go. Amen. Stay with me. Those heart palpitations got to let you go. Listen now. My people perish for lack of what? Knowledge. 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 That, that COVID-19 got to let you go. Any sickness, any disease, all of it, if it has a name, it's got to let you go because God has given him a name. We're talking about Jesus the healer, right? God yeah. has given him a name that's higher than every name. That at the name, that at the name of Jesus, every yeah. name shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus yeah. Christ is what? He's Lord. He's Lord. He Do you Lord. know what it means? Jesus is Lord means? Means he's the boss. <laughs> when it says in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, submit your body or living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Folks, listen, listen. If you present that body to the Lord, another scripture say, he'll keep what you committed to him against that day. He'll keep you healed. He'll make, he'll keep you whole. Do y'all see what's happening here? So in the name of Jesus, see prophet, you started all of this. Glory to Jesus. No, the Spirit started it. It's, look, folks, 
the prison doors have been opened by Jesus the healer. What are you still doing sitting inside? Tell that sickness and that disease, you have no more legal claims over me. Get up and get out of my house. Get up off of me. In the name of Jesus. Do you know what I'm saying? Voice activated. It is voice activated, folks. The Bible, that's why the scripture keeps telling you, you can have what you say. You can have what you say. 